Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. Why wear shoes or socks when you can parade around in the oldest piece of footwear in history to showcase your unwashed, unkempt foot? Now that's what I call a bunion. When you walk into a room, not only do you make a strong fashion statement, you also bring the aroma of stale corn chips. I hope he brought some chili dip. Even with the adversity of yellow toenails, four-inch toe hair, cheese in between your toes, you still rock the Air Jerusalem like a boss. <laughs> so crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Tower of the Toe Jam. You remind us all why we wear shoes every day. Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. And Oscar Bush. St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for a special edition of the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, June 11th, 2023. And we finally made it. A hundred episodes. That's right. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable to me. <laughs> now, again... I know I'm getting geeked up for it because this is this is my thing. You know, this is my baby, the C-Rod Podcast. And you know I've been pining for this one for a while, you know, because in my opinion, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, once you hit triple digits as a podcaster, you know, you're, you're legit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I've been waiting for that one for a while, you know, as you guys know. And, and it's just, it's crazy because, you know... I, this idea, and there was all kind of like other things that I've done uh, two years leading up to this podcast, knowing I was going to do it. You know, I was finally going to pull the trigger at some point. But then when I started, I had there was no rhyme or reason. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. You know, much like anything, you know, when, when you're starting out. And I didn't know how many episodes I was going to do. I didn't know if I was going to bow out after five or seven or 12. I, I didn't know. And back then, I, I just checked this too. I didn't even really take a look at this ever. But back then, like in, in the first like 10 episodes, I was putting them out like once a month, like once every three weeks or you know, most of the time two weeks. But like it's now evolved into a once a week show, as you guys know. And, and I, I got to tell you, it, it gets more exciting and more fun each, like every week that I do it. Which is great because normally I do things in life and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll have the phase, you know, and I'll get done. I'll move on to the next thing. But this is like the first original thing that I've done, which makes it exciting to me week in and week out. And I just can't wait to do it. And it's just so much fun. And I, I can't talk about, you know, an episode like this, you know, a milestone episode without, without talking about you guys. You know, in the last, I don't know, in the last, what, what was it? 
five or six weeks. You know, when I was doing that Bud Light stuff, I told you I gained just from that, like another 125, 130 people. And you guys have stayed here since you, you know, it was like, you like that Bud Light thing so much that you press play on this podcast and you just listen week in and week out. And, and you guys have stayed strong. I mean, the numbers have been consistent. So you guys are freaking awesome. I love you. And how can I not talk about the people who've been with me since day one? You know, I, I love each and every one of you guys for that. And I love the fact that, I, you know, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but I do, I love hearing from you and I love hearing what makes you laugh and, you know, and what it does, you know, like it's some, some people, it's their Monday morning commute. Some people, they listen to it while they're, this is weird. I get a lot of people who say they listen to it while they're working out. And I was laughing my ass off when I did this. Well, you're in the middle of a set that's breaking out in laughter. <laughs> What's up with that? You know, I thought that was a little bit strange. You know, but like, you know, it's different for everybody. And I, I love that part of it. And, you know, and like I said, I, I love you guys and I love all of that. The one thing I will say, though, is this is this will probably be the last milestone episode that I get geeked up about. I just wanted to get to 100. You know, like that was my thing for a long time now. You know, I finally hear like 150. I don't give a shit. I mean, the hundreds, I will like 200, 300, 400. Of course. Yeah, I'll get geeked up about that. But, I, you know, I'm not going to not going to do that anymore. But, you know, this is just, you know, this is special to me because, like I said, you know, I remember after I published the first episode, I'm like, I went out on the balcony and I had a drink and just right when I published it and I was like, hey, you might have something here, you know, like that, uh, that you can do on a, you know, a consistent basis and, and get listeners and all that kind of stuff. So it's been, it's been great and it's just so much fun and it's the best move I've ever made. There's no question about that. And, you know, I just thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. All right, now that the sap is out of way, out of the way, <laughs> what do I got for you guys this week? Let me get my book here. All right. Okay. <laughs> We're going to start with this one. Now, this, this, what I'm about this, this whole thing is going to be kind of a follow-up from something from a couple weeks ago, but it also could easily, it could very easily be a get off my lawn segment, bar none, no doubt about it, because it's, <laughs> it's just me just busted on today's generation. But if you guys remember somewhere around four to six weeks ago, when I did that bit about like our playgrounds versus like today's playgrounds, you know, because I was, you know, I was stuck in traffic in Norristown and I happened to pass by a playground and I was talking about it. I was like, I was pissed off. Like I was pissed off when I saw their playground because I'm sitting there in traffic and I look over into the playground. And here's the other thing too. Do even people go to playgrounds anymore? You ever pass by a playground and there's kids in it? I don't. You want to know why? Because when they, when, they, when they get a fucking smartphone, right? Yeah, yeah, fuck the playground. Fuck outside. Fuck people. I just need my screen. That's what I'm going to do. We actually went to playgrounds when we were kids. It was, you know, and like I said, it was it, we, we were the guinea pigs for this plush shit that they got now. Hey, hey, Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see those, those monkey bars over there? What are you, about three, two, three, three, three foot four, somewhere around there? All right, yeah. Go climb that 10-foot monkey bar pole that, that's aptly laid on top of concrete or blacktop and try not to fall. But if you do, see if you can, like, break a bone or something. Yeah, you see that? Go go, go run over onto that rusty wheel of death and, and we'll, we'll spin you around until you fall off and cut yourself and you need a tetanus shot. No, no, no. Go over in that seesaw. It's a great idea. I mean, it's just basically if you want the easiest way to fracture your ass bone, get on that thing. 
Oh, you want to go down the slide, do you? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, go over to that 12-foot cured piece of fucking metal that's been sitting in the 97-degree sun for the last six hours, and then you can go slide down that and get third-degree burns and possible pus blisters. Yeah, where do I sign up for that? You know, and then you look at this thing. Like, I look at these freaking playgrounds. I don't see an injury in there at all. No stitches, no tetanus shots, no broken bones, concussions, nothing. So it pissed me off. We were the guinea pigs, and we actually used playgrounds, and now the ones who don't, they, they got the luxurious playgrounds. They don't know if I could use it. I need TikTok. Fuck a slide. <laughs> They'll go down a virtual slide on their fucking phone. So I just wanted to give you that recap of, of that bit that week because now here's the, here's the follow-up, and, and I am really pissed off about this. Okay. <laughs> Little League baseball fields. Yeah. And again, it's something that like kids won't use, that, that we would. Like when I was younger, if we had one of those. All right, listen. When I was a kid, okay, this is like grade school into high school. Every summer. Okay, no matter where we were in the city, every single summer, we would get like 20 kids every day and we would go up to the field and play pickup baseball. And we loved every minute of it. And we did it for hours and hours and hours. It was just great. And then and then like when we had our real games, like our organized games, man, we got so hopped up for those because it's like now you got the uniform and the umpire and, you know, there's parents there and shit. You know, that shit was exciting, man. We loved every minute of it. But the thing about the field was, like, in the city, the, like, every city field is pretty much a carbon copy of the next. You know, it's all the same. You have a fence going down the third baseline, and you got a bench. One bench. That, that was what you got. And the same thing on the first base side. And then you had you had the, you know, the backstop the big cage backstop over home plate behind home plate that was it and and the field conditions oh yeah <laughs> a lot of them like the infield there was it wasn't there was no grass it was just all dirt and then the outfield like where i played i, I played in center field and you had you had two types of grass every time you played baseball in the city you had the you had the grass that hadn't been mowed by the city for like a week you know, so hard hit ground ball off the middle coming into center field. Once it gets off that dirt, it gets into the, you know, the grass just sucks it right up. <laughs> you know. It was like, it was like a golf ball being sucked up in the rough at the U.S. Open. Like you hope you find it before the guy gets the third, <laughs> you know, like Jesus Christ. And then the other grass <laughs> was when they just mowed it. And then you found out that like the quality of the grass was exposed. It's fucking city grass. It was, it was like little little sprigs coming up out of the dirt. There was no like uniform or rhyme or reason or nothing. It was just patchy and fucked up. And you had no idea what kind of hop that ball was going to take. You get a hard hit ball, ground ball in the center field. Anything can happen. It was like it was like <laughs> it was injury roulette. I, I've I've taken I've taken them off the chin, off the clavicle. The Adam's apple, my freaking orbital bone, my forehead. 
<laughs> it, was, it was a surprise every time. I'm surprised I still have my teeth, for the love of Christ. And that was just a field. How about, like, the you know, the spectators when the parents came? They were pretty much like, yeah, really, thanks for coming, parents. We appreciate, you know, the support and everything like that. But, you know, you guys can go sit in the grass or, you know, in the dirt. You know, if you really want to sit down, you gotta, you kind of have to bring your own shit. Like, you need like you need to bring a blanket, you know, bring a folding chair or a tanning chair or a fucking umbrella. Knock yourself out. We, was, we were not providing seats. <laughs> oh, what's that? You're just sitting out there in the baking sun? Oh, you want, you need, want like, snacks and beverages and things like that? Yeah, I, I hope you want the Wawa. We don't we don't do that here. <laughs> Back in my innocent time. Now now you fast forward. This is fucking ridiculous. Okay, like that. All right. There there's this there's this one field that's in Jeffersonville, and whenever I get into that area for like errands and shit like that, the one road that I use just you know it, it gets into a corner, and then you see this field, and I. I I drive by that thing, and I feel like I'm at Citizens Bank Park. And half of these kids don't even care anymore. Like, these kids, they felt like this, the field should be that way. Like, it should automatically be that way. No, no. Let me take you back to my field there, Chief. You know, so entitled. They, they should have the luxury field. Why wouldn't you? I drove by this fucking thing, okay? And... <laughs> First of all, the one thing that they had that we didn't, they have a home run fence. Yeah. You know what a home run was back in my day? You had It was like hit it as far as you possibly can over the outfield's head, and hopefully you make it to home by the time they get it in. That was a home run. Now, now they got a nice, you know, like a little chain link fence. It's painted black. You know, on the top of it, they got the guard, the yellow guard running on top of it throughout the entire field. They got fucking foul poles. Foul poles. <laughs> and then the field conditions. You look at the field conditions, okay? It, 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 like there's a big sign in center field. The, yeah, the, the field is brought to you by Scott Turf. What? What? They got, they got like that next turf, like that AstroTurf. It's like a, it's like a plush carpet. A bad hop is impossible. It, it's like the playground. There's not an injury on that field. Meanwhile, I come into school on Monday with a black eye. Oh, man, would your stepdad beat you up again? No, I, I fucking took one off the eye. Coming to the fucking center field. It was fucking crazy. Now that yeah, Scott Turf, yeah, we put that in there. Right? And then what else did they got? This is this is the one this is the biggest head scratcher of them all. And this one really pisses me off to my core. All right. In the in in center field, in dead center field, there's a 15 foot high what? You guessed it, a digital scoreboard. I'll say that again, a digital scoreboard. Why do you need a scoreboard when this generation doesn't fucking keep score? Oh, there's no winners and losers. The score is having fun to having fun. Yeah, well, so far, we had fun 10 times. <laughs> and they had fun three times. Puke. Like I said it before, it doesn't teach kids character when you, you can't win or lose. You got to learn how to do both. 
you just look up on the scoreboard having fun to having fun. <laughs> the fuck? You know? We would have killed for a digital scoreboard back in my day. You know, because we actually, you know, kept score and, and we gave a shit who won or lost. You know? You go to a, a Little League game in the late 80s, early 90s? You, you can walk up to anybody, they're going to give you a different score. There's no scorekeeper or anything like that. You, you can go up to the umpire and just have a whole conversation. Hey, Blue, what's the score? And was, hey, I mean, I just call the balls and strikes and out and shit, but I think, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's eight to four. No? And, and then the one parent pops up and starts arguing. And then the umpire's like, no, wait, 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 wait a second. Let's go over this. Okay, going into the top half of this inning, it was five to four. Right, and and then Henderson got the <laughs> Henderson let off with, with with the double, right, and then the second guy walked, right, and then and then uh, Jimmy came up and hit a double, right, two run two run score, all right, so it's it's seven four, right, and then the next kid came up and hit into a double play, moved the kid over to third. All right, now it's seven four with two, and then another parent jumps up. He's like, "That's not me. there was a sacrifice fly." <laughs> the fuck at the umpire's like, "Sacrifice? There's two outs. What do you mean sacrifice fly? That happened two innings ago. Nobody knew what the fuck the score was, but we cared. We'd have killed for that damn scoreboard." And then you talk about the parents and, and their seating. Remember, I said, you know, you either sit in the dirt or bring a chair. You know, do whatever you want to do, but we're not going to give you any seats. You go into this place now, and like, yeah, what, what does your ticket say? Ticket. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you ticket? Oh yeah, we're we're in section three oh four in left field in the bleachers. Bleachers. It's like a full blown major league experience now, and it, it's it's absolutely nuts. And here's the kicker, okay? I said before, it's like, oh yeah, you want you want snacks and things? Like you watching? Yeah, I hope you want the Wawa. This place behind the backstop and home plate, okay? They have now. There's room for the players to walk by and shit like that, but there's like a stand. That faces the street. And it's a full-blown concession stand as if you were at Wrigley Field. You can get hamburgers, hot dogs, hoagies. I saw a guy walking away from the thing with a cheesesteak and a beer. Yeah, a beer. And a Little League game. What the fuck? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And these entitled kids, like I said... The percentage of kids who play sports now versus in my generation, it's not it's it's not even close. It it's just not even close. You know, and, and like I said, they they expected the field that way. You you like let's put that kid in, in the DeLorean in the time machine and drive him back to nineteen eighty nine and look at my field. He wouldn't know what to think. What the fuck is this piece of shit? Like, dude, this, what is this? <laughs> you know? There's no fence? What are you talking about? No foul poles? And we would have killed to have a fucking field like that. Right? Now, here's the biggest freaking head scratcher of them all. All right? Everything's got to be overproduced now for these kids. They, they got to be coddled. These kids, okay, eight years old, they have a public address announcer. Yeah. And the kids... Get walk-up music. Dude, I, I would have blew a priest for a fucking walk-up music when I was a kid going out of fucking baseball. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, and like I said, I believe that, like, 
I believe there's baseball parents out there, meaning that like when they, when the kid comes out of the womb, they give him a baseball name. Remember how I was saying a couple weeks ago about how like last names are first names now, you know, or if it's not a last name, it's just a, just a elaborate name to begin. I'll tell you one thing right now on the Phillies, like tell me Bryce Harper is not the, the most baseballiest name you've ever heard in your life. I'm driving down the street the other day with the windows open, and as I'm passing by, I was waiting at the stop sign. It was a, it's a three-way. It's like a T. So I'm like, I got there second, so I was waiting for another guy. I got the windows down, and I hear, Now batting for West Norton, shortstop, number five, Harrison Fletcher. Oh, come on, Harrison. Get a hit, Harrison. Go, Harrison. Harrison. <laughs> Harrison. It's a fucking guy's name. Turn on the Little League World Series. You'll see that the names are just so friggin' elaborate. It's, it's, it's absolutely nuts. We didn't have, come on, Harrison back in the day. You know what we had? We had the drunk uncle in the stands. Come on, Jimmy! You piece of shit, get a hit. I'll get you an ice cream cone, Jimmy. Come on, Jimmy! <laughs> Meanwhile, Jimmy's up at the plate with his gut coming out of his jersey. He's had ice cream 300 times with that drunk uncle. He don't even want to be there. fuck your fields kids appreciate them little motherfuckers (laughs) actually i'm gonna keep it on baseball real quick before i move on because and i don't even know if you guys see this i do and i think it's because it's in my algorithm but and you guys know how I feel about the wait for it. Whenever I see that, I keep on scrolling because, like, fuck you, because you just told me to do it. I'm not doing it. But there's sometimes where there's videos where you can see it's going to be a build up, and then you know it, it, it'll be worth watching. You know, even if they say wait for it, right? And you and you go to watch the video. And the whole thing builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, and it gets to the climax, and then it quick pans to a camera behind home plate, and somebody, you know, rips a foul ball right into your camera, like it jumps right in your phone, and you jump out of your feet, your seat, six feet. If you put reels together like that, you're a fucking prick. All right. I will say though, it, it does prove to me because that happens to me like once a night. And it proves to me that I still got it. I still got the reflex. You want to know why? I I, I get out of the way. <laughs> Fucking thing never hits me. I get out of the way every time. I'm, I'm already half shot in the ass. I still got the reflexes. I'm like a cat. God damn it. But yeah. Fuck your fields, you little fucks. Appreciate them. And if you put that reel together with that baseball thing in there. I, I hope you get a boil on your ass and it, and it gets infected. Freaking dickhead. I, I was scrolling through Facebook right before I press play here today. And, and sometimes it happens where, like, I'm sitting there on social media before I get everything put together and I find something on there that, you know, that I could talk about on this show and I did today. Do you remember when I was telling you guys about, like, the guy that will post only the only thing that he posts on Facebook is like a missing dog. Somebody's missing dog. And then when he does it, like as soon as you see that, you know, you're going to see 33 posts in a row. 
and I'm sorry, I hate to tell you, nobody cares about little Rocky the Terrier who, who's been missing for 11 days in, in Junietta. I was actually in Junietta the other night. <laughs> I picked up Devin. We, we went to we went to Real's. Oh, God, that was fucking funny. <laughs> you can't take me and him anywhere. It's, it, it's just nuts. But the, but then you know like those kind of people it's like if it's like they're going to go once they go post one thing it's going to be it's going to be diarrhea for the next nineteen posts and it's like well why are you taking up ninety three yards of my feed with your fucking nonsense like the people that do the following I delete you right away the person that that like they're interested in an event oh good for you. And then you got to see the next 52 posts about events that you're interested in. Sorry, I, I really don't give two shits that you're, inve- you're, you're, you're interested in a pumpkin patch in October. Sorry. You want to make plans? Call somebody. Text somebody. Inbox them like a normal person. Don't give a shit what you're interested in. It's a crime. You, you got to share every little event that you're interested in going in. Yeah, okay. But the one that I just saw, like right before I started here, is the guy that every single day he feels the need to post every memory that he's had from that day. Why? As as if it, it, we we have to see it again? Oh yeah, that's from six years ago. Yeah, I remember that when I scrolled right past it the first time and continued living my life. Facebook's been around for a minute now, all right? It's been about 16, 17 years of memories. So every single day, I get to see this guy's memories. Like it was, it was, it was, in case you missed it the first time seven years ago, here it is. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Now, I don't know how long this episode is going to be, as much like I don't know how long any episode is going to be, but... You know, of course, I've been getting into late arena, really in like the last four four or five months. It's been going over an hour. I just can't stop it. I can never seem to shut the fuck up. But I am up against a break here. And we got our regular stuff on the other side. Get off my lawn. And that's fucked up. And that's fucked up. (laughs) Not that's fucked up. The get off my lawn side was pretty, pretty funny this week. So make sure you keep it locked right here on the 100th episode of the C-Rod Podcast. Back after this. Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are gonna make in their lifetime? Of course, it's gonna be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out, and that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me 
when it comes to quality in his field because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry, and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website, and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. All right, welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. Tiffany, bringing us in. This is more for my sister's selection. <laughs> she was a fan of all these, these ones. It was funny that growing up because it was like, you know, the music that we had playing in our house, it was like, my me and my brother were kind of similar, but with all the 80s shit, and then my sister had her stuff, so we got like the best of both worlds, which was pretty funny. And then, you know, and here's another genre that I've, I've forgotten to play. Well, not forgotten, I've played it once or twice, but I have a treasure trove of those too, and that would be the hair bands. So stay tuned for those at, at any given time. Tiffany was funny, though, because she was like, she was, she was, she did this thing where she used to go like on tour and play in these malls. Yeah, we're like little kids who come up and see Tiffany, right? But like, but that was like before she got big. Like that was a thing, and it was like I think she was doing cover songs. And this was like a time where like people could actually get famous off of doing a cover song. Like that was th- back then. <laughs> I mean, Tiffany, like the song that I just played. Like I think we're alone now. That's not hers. But she got big off it. And I got to be honest with you, I don't even think I can find a hit of hers other than that. You know, she was kind of like a flash in the pan type of thing. You know, Debbie Gibson, she got big off of I Saw Her Standing There by the Beatles. She did have other songs, though. But what I'm trying to say is like, you know. And, you know, if you're playing cover songs at a mall, you you know. Like, and, and here's the thing. Me and, my, me and my buddy Tony talk about this all the time. You know, like the word gig versus the word show when you play music. You know, like you ever see like a cover band. Oh, come out to our show on Saturday night. What do you mean, what do you mean show? You're playing in a bar. <laughs> you know that's a gig you know like when 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 85% of the bar shows up that night and they have no idea that you're there they just happen to be going to that bar and you happen to be playing that night that's a gig all right it's, it's not a show until somebody's paying money to buy tickets to see you they're gay so fucking relax with that shit Tony knows who I had in mind when I was talking about that I won't name any names but he wears women's jeans you know who exactly who I'm talking about 
couple little quick hitters before I get started. I, 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 <laughs> I, madre. I just read that <laughs> 95 is now closed between Academy and Cotman because a whole chunk of 95 just collapsed. <laughs> what? I have so many questions about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, how how is 95 not the, the strongest road in the country at this point? You've been working on it since the Nixon administration. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Thankfully, now I used to use 95 all the time, you know, when I was on the road, like, driving, you know, for a living. I, I use 95 all the time. I fucking hate it because it, it, they've been working on it for 62 years. It's like when it, whenever this gets done, it's always like I say, whenever this gets done, it better be the Jetsons. I hope you're installing eight lanes of conveyor belt because we're, we're going on that. But all the shit that we put up with, thankfully, I don't have to use that godforsaken road anymore, but I'm going to tell you this. You think they've been working on 95 for a long time. How long do you think it's going to take for <laughs> <laughs> how long do you think it's going to take for them just to fix that little piece they had to it had to be you know i don't know was 16th of a mile just <laughs> i mean either way either way it's bad i do new animals you know it ain't good <laughs> thankfully i don't have to use 95 and for those of you who do like for your daily commute and shit like that. I don't, you know, even though I'm not a religious guy, I'm saying prayers for you. I'll tell you that right now. Because all you're going to be able to do is use, like, all right, you can get on after Cotman, but don't you think everybody else is going to have that idea, like north of, of Academy Road? You're going to have to use some road that goes north to south, whether it be, you know, Frankfurt Avenue, the Boulevard, you know, Tarsdale, or State Road. You got to do something. Everybody else is going to have the same idea. This is going to be a fucking shit show for the next 16 years. I will guarantee you that when I die, they are still doing work on 95. I guarantee it. It's just one of those things. Same thing as a turnpike, you know? And one more thing, going back to music real quick. I got a, I got a Facebook message, and, and it was a listener that said, like, you know, he's like, I listen to you in the car. I don't, you know, it's not the same day every week, but for one of my commutes, I, you know, I, I listen to you. And he's like, the one thing that I notice, he's like, when I press play and your first commercial, you know, is over and the, and the intro music comes in, he was like, why is it that it's more like crisp than I, than I hear it like on a radio or like, you know, when I'm streaming? Well, that's a very good question. It's a, it's a very easy answer. All right. Because when I master, when I master it down after I mix it down, I'm, I'm adding compression onto the entire thing. You know, so so meaning like the finished product sounds sounds different than what it sounds like to me at this moment speaking. So like if you've ever gone to like you know if you've ever bought an album where it's like oh the Beatles Let It Be you know remastered 2018 it's digitally remastered and it sounds better it's because they're doing the same thing that I'm doing so I'm I'm basically re remastering every song that I play every week all right so that might answer that unsolved mystery you know couple more quick things here i was talking me and me and my buddy tony talk about food a lot and i, I don't know it, it had to be about a year ago at this point but he he was like dude he's like have you ever had indian food and i was like ah, no, 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 no. I, I always had this kind of like i don't know 
<laughs> I always had like my own idea about Indian food and like, you know, whenever you like go to an apartment building, you always fucking smell it. You ever see that shit? You like you get to an apartment building and you're walking up the stairs and you're like, oh my God, it's like fucking curry right up your ass. The, the smell was like unmistakable. I always just associate it with like a Indian food with like a, a diaper. <laughs> representing a diaper and the other thing is too like i they they use weird shit like they use weird shit for protein they're not normal you know like you can't get a steak in an indian restaurant you gotta get like fucking goat or some shit i'm like i'm cool off of that bro like i don't know you you know i'm cool off of that you know but so so uh, he was telling me about it and we were the reason why he brought it up i think in that conversation about a year or so ago was we were talking about spicy food and i was like i fucking love spicy food you know like i love it and here's the thing like i'm not a pocky one chip challenge guy i'm not i told you that before in great detail on the show i'm not going to do a carolina reaper or a ghost pepper like these idiots do just to get followers and then they blow out their fucking asshole lips when they get when they get it it has to come out the other end i'm cool off of that you know you know, I do like above average heat. Like I, I can, you know, I can go for that. Right. So that's, I think that was how it got brought up. He's like, dude, you got to try Indian food. I'm like, there's no, 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 I'm cool. No, there's no fucking way I'm doing that. You know? Cause I just, I already had this predetermined thing in my head that it was like a mental block that I wasn't doing it. And he's like, dude, but the spice, oh my God. He's like, he's like, the heat is just a different kind of heat. And I'm like, and, and that intrigued me. So I was like, all right, I'll get it one of these days and it just turned out I just continued living my life. So about a week ago, I was coming out of I forget where I was, it was I was picking something up. And right across the street, as I was making a right onto the street, right across the street from this big building I passed a million times and never knew what the fuck it was because I like I said, Indian food just eludes me altogether. I couldn't even tell you where an Indian restaurant was. Anywhere ever. So I look at it, it's like a house of Binjambi or Punjab or whatever the fuck it was. And I was like, all right, well, there's an Indian restaurant. So whenever I'm like, you know, whenever I'm, well, what the hell am I going to do tonight? You know, and I ain't got nothing, I'll do that. So it was like last week. I think it might have been Sundays, in fact, the day I did the podcast. I think it was. And I ordered, I got chicken tikka masala and I got, it came with uh, jasmine rice and I got some spring rolls and like this little bread, like this little pita bread thing, which looked like a diaper and pretty much confirmed what I thought about Indian food to begin with. So I'm eating these spring rolls and they were, you could tell they were made in house. They were fucking delicious. And I was like, you know, an egg roll needs some kind of sauce. You can't just, you know, right. So I just opened up because like the chicken tikka masala, like they were not conservative on the sauce at all. Like they give you a bucket of that shit. So I'm like, all right, there you go. I I grab my spring rolls. I dip it in the sauce. I mean, I'm like, dude, this is fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like this is fucking good right and you know and the chicken was good and then you know even even that bread thing was freaking delicious and here's and here's the best part he was right it was it was a different kind of heat it was like now i asked for it as spicy as they can make it which and from what i understand in a lot of indian restaurants that could be a huge mistake you know you you could you really could be in trouble if you do that but it wasn't it, it really wasn't that bad but it was like that body heat I'm sweating. You're getting me all hot. You know, I was, I was, I was fucking sweating. You know, 
But yes, I, I was pleasantly surprised, and now Indian food will be added to my road. See, I, 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 I'm, I'm a cultured guy. You know, I like the culture myself. Coming up on 300 days of a streak on that Duolingo app. I'm earning my Rodriguez card on a daily basis every day. But, oh, here's one more quick thing I got about this this, this crazy cat. You know, Deacon's been with me for 12 years now. And and I know his habits. I know everything about him. There's, there's, there's nothing that he does that surprises me. You know, I'm just like, I know his routines. I know how he is. You know, but there's certain things as he was growing up that he did that I'm like, why do you do that? You know, I'm like, I got to know. So I would Google a lot of shit. Like, why does my cat do this? Why does my cat do that? And you learn a lot about cats, right? So <laughs> he does this one thing when, when he sits with me because he's always up my ass. And sometimes he sits like the whole lay across me or sometimes he'll lay like, like he's just basically his back's up against my legs. Sometimes he's like, he just sits there and fucking stares at me which he does a lot. It's kind of creepy. Look at him staring at that dead kid. Gives me the fucking creeps. You know, but a lot of times he'll actually like sit with his, like with his ass in my face, like meaning like he'll, he'll completely be facing away from me. You know, and I'm like, that's kind of weird. And Google basically said, like, if your cat sits with their back to you, like, you know, meaning like they can't see you at all. They're just like facing another direction. It means like it's one one thousand percent trust like they trust you. I'm like, all right, that makes sense. But the funny thing is this, like, I never understood this one. Well, when I eat dinner, OK, they say don't do it right after you eat. So I wait about 15, 20 minutes. So I'll I'll eat dinner. And then about 20 minutes later, I'll floss. And then like about 10 minutes after that, I'll go and I'll brush my teeth, right? So I'll be in the bathroom brushing my teeth. I'll leave the bathroom door open, right? But like whenever I'm finished and I'm going to walk out of the bathroom, Deacon is like, you know, the bathroom is like at the back of the house. Like it's basically like the last door that takes you all the way to the back window of the house. So I'm like, you know, right? So he will sit in the hallway with his back to me, just looking down the hallway. And I'm like, he does this every time I brush my teeth. It's, 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 it's like clockwork. So I looked it up. I, you know, it took me a little while. I'm like, why does my cat like stand outside the door with his back to me? Like, you know, whatever. And they're like, well, if you're in, if, if the cat thinks that his owner is in a vulnerable position, they'll stand with their back to the, to them, like looking out, like to make sure like he's, you know, he can't be attacked by anything. <laughs> <laughs> so he's standing guard to protect me. I'm like, does anybody know this, like who Deacon is? He, the guy doesn't have a harmful bone in his body. He is the most loving cat I've ever seen. He couldn't kill a, a, a housefly. You're going to protect me from what there, buddy? What are you going to protect me from? Huh? He's sleeping over there. <laughs> oh, man. So I got I got to rip some people here, okay? Because... You guys know how I feel about people who get rewarded for having no talent. I know I say that a lot. All right. But I start to see these new people because I don't pay attention to shit these days, as you guys know. And I see them. I'm like, why? Who? Why are? Why is everybody getting all hopped up for these fucking idiots? You know how like they, they put the thumbnails on Netflix if, if, if it's in sleep mode, like they'll just flash up, you know, like shows and shit like that. And I saw this one show is in season three, which means this guy's been around for a while. And it's basically like a skit comedy show. And I think it's called, I think you should leave or, or you should leave. 
or some shit. And it's got this guy, his name's Tim Robinson. Okay, look this guy up. This guy is, if you looked up just his face, just his face, okay? If you looked up the word mongoloid in the dictionary, Tim Robinson's face is showing up. This his he's I have a hard time looking at him. I immediately don't like the guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So of course, I watched like a few of his skits and I'm like and and it was at that moment that I said we really have redefined what comedy is in this country. We we really have because like from what is comedy to me is not today's comedy. Like this shit is bad. Like like <laughs> just like everything else. But what I'm saying is, like, I, I sat there, I watched, like, three skits, and it was like, you know, much like when I watch people, like, when I was talking about Amy Schumer, or if I see, like, Trevor Noah, and I see a trailer, and, I, and it's like, I don't even, like, my face is, like, stone the entire time. I'm like, why do people think this is funny? Now, I saw this guy on reels before, because they'll put him up in, like, a green screen on a reel, and I guess his big tagline is, you sure about that? You sure about that? And with his mongoloid face and that, the way he says it, it's like, this guy is f- atrocious. Hey, but he's got a show on Netflix, three seasons. I, I did not get one laugh, not one. I-, I-, I looked, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, it's bad enough you got that face only a mother can love. Now you you got you to gotta, you know, get people a- away from that first. Just to get him laughing, you use this dumb shit. There's that other show. I, I've never seen one episode. I just saw like they were heavily promoting it before it actually premiered. The show Doug. Is it, is, it, is that the right? It's Doug or Steve. or It's a one-word guy thing. It's on FX or Hulu or whatever the fuck. He's not the second guy I'm, I'm going to talk about, though. The second guy I'm going to talk about, I actually posted on my Facebook page this week. and I Because, again, you know, people break the internet when they want tickets. You know, he's fucking Luke Bryan tickets, man. I need Taylor Swift tickets. This week, it was Matt Reif, to which I replied, who the fuck is Matt Reif? And I put that on my Facebook page because everybody was getting all geeked up about Matt Reif tickets. I'm like, oh, it's just another country guy? What, what, what we got now? So I looked him up, and of course, he wasn't a country guy. He was a comedian, and that actually made me more mad. So I look him up, and that's all I had to do. I didn't even watch one clip of this guy at all. It was like, oh, well, now I know why every person who has been on Facebook asking for Matt Reif tickets are all women. They looked up the guy. He had one of those chiseled fucking faces. He, he, the kid's funny. He had to be 16, 17, somewhere around there. <laughs> I think he's in his early 20s. but And, and the kid's he's ripped like he's jacked. Right, and I, and I thought that was weird. Just to be, I'm like, I've seen all I need to say. It's like he's probably not even a comedian. He's just a guy who thinks he's a comedian and he's good looking and he sells that. Which, when I went into my comments section, when I put that, who the fuck is Matt Reif on Facebook? Some people explained to me exactly what it is that he does, and he's pretty much, you know, he is putting himself, he's setting himself up to be a shtick comedian. Which, if you do that, you go to comedy purgatory. Like like a Gallagher or, or or a carrot top, or or a ventriloquist, you know, like like you're you're just a novelty comedian, because what they say he does, and you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the majority of his show he's just he's just working the crowd, which that that just doesn't fly in stand up comedy. Like you have to have, I mean, let's let's just say this guy's probably going to get a Netflix special. 
So what are you going to do on a Netflix special? You're just going to hope that you get good hecklers when they're recording a Netflix special? It don't work that way. Like, you got to have a – if you're going to do a Netflix special, you, you can't just do that, like, improv. You, you got to be, like, a real stand-up comedian and have an hour of prepared material. You, you can't just go out and work a crowd and then, like, tell one joke and, hey, have a good night. You, you can't do that. But whatever. But here's the thing. This is the thing that pisses me off. Well, first of all, before I even get into that, like – I, I in my now I am a, an astute watcher of stand up comedy. Okay, I don't think I've ever seen a comedian. I went like, man, that guy's put together. You know, like holy shit, man, that guy's fucking ripped. I've never said that about a comedian ever, because a lot of them are just like starving. You know, <laughs> like they're starving. They're sleeping on a futon when they're thirty six years old. You know, they're eating ramen noodles. You know, they don't have a lot of money. You know, and then this kid comes out. It was like, but the th- like, my thing is, is like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't trust a comedian that's like all ripped. You know, it's the same thing. All right, okay, it's the same thing as like a, like a chef. I don't know about you, but I, I'm not trusting a skinny chef. I'm, I'm just not like, give me the fat guy. That's that's the guy that I want making my food because I know he knows how to eat. <laughs> I'm not gonna have this guy. You know, like that guy from freaking casino equal amount of blueberries in each muffin you know how long that's going to take i don't care how long it takes put an equal amount in each muffin the fucking blueberry you know i want the fat guy i'm sorry he he knows all kinds of tricks he's like oh yeah no i didn't i didn't cook your french fries and <laughs> i didn't cook your french fries and vegetable oil i rendered down some duck fat and i put it in a cast iron pan and i thought what <laughs> i want that guy But here's the thing that pisses me off, all right? Now, somebody had said on my comments that they're revering this guy, and this is really, really, really what bothers me about about today's generation. They're quick to legend everybody, or they're quick to goat everybody, and it's like, dude, shut up. Please shut up. You know, because the word goat is really not that old. It's probably only about 15 years old, somewhere around there. And the first person that they goaded, rightfully so, was Michael Jordan. All right, because he's he's the best basketball player to ever do it. He's the goat, the greatest of all time. And and, and for all you LeBron, miss miss me with LeBron James. Okay, just miss me with that against Michael Jordan. It's not even close. I can go on for two hours. Michael Jordan's the goat, and it's not even debatable. Okay. But, you know, they do that. And then, like, like Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I don't care what anybody says. You know, love him or hate him, he's 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 the best. I don't want to hear, like, he had these teams, he had Bill Belichick, he had the fucking... No, he won seven Super Bowls. I don't care who, who was on his team, okay? He won seven Super Bowls. And he's been to, like, ten. He's the GOAT. But they're calling this Matt Reif the the, the, the goat, and he's, he's he hasn't even like he, he's not even old enough to vote yet. I know I'm exaggerating. He's he's in his early twenties, but like, do you know how many people like aren't <clears throat> good comedians until they've been doing it for like ten years? You know, because you got you got to go and you got to fall on your face and you got to you got to bomb. You got to get booed off stage. It's going to happen. But this guy took a shortcut by just I'm just going to rip the crowd and think I'm going to make a career out of that. You, you, you can't do that. So we'll we'll see how we'll see how long Matt Reif is is in contention in this freaking thing. Yeah, he's the goat though. Yeah, he's the goat. 
better than Richard Pryor, you know, better than George Carlin, better than, you know, uh, Red Fox or Don Rickles or Bill Burr. Uh, okay. You sure about that? You sure about that? Fucking idiots. People have ruined comedy. God damn it. Now, I'm not going to wait for this before I keep going, but, and of course you guys probably won't hear it, but here's, here's my situation right now. Okay. <sighs> Guy two doors down. The only person I've ever known in my life that owns a moon bounce and doesn't rent one. Well, he's got that going. Everybody's out there screaming and hollering, right? With the, in, in the, in the, in the corn chip tent, because all the kids feet smell like corn chips. And they're all jumping around their fucking filth germ bag that they're in. But right on time is Mr. Softy, too. So it's it, it's probably going to get pretty crazy. <laughs> All right, because you know him. He's going to be driving down the street. Oh, there's a moon bounce. Oh, let me pull the trunk over to here. I'm going to sell ice cream to the whole party. And that's what's going to happen. It's going to happen right here, right in front of me. But that is a perfect segue into the Get Off My Lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get off, Get off my lawn. My generation's better than your generation. All right? Now, I'm not 100% sure. This could actually be 50 years old, even when we were using, like, regular cameras. You know, like, you would get a, buy a camera or get, like, a disposable camera and shit like that. You would actually get film developed now that we, you know, we take them on our phones and shit like that. But I'm not 100% sure when the photo bomb actually started. When did that start? I really don't know. Okay? But whether we were photobombing or not, you know, like when I was when I was younger growing up, you know, the, the default was if someone was taking your picture, like if it was friends, you, you, you give the camera the finger. You know, that was what my generation did. It was like, oh, carry it, fuck you. <laughs> you know, we would just basically do that. You know, that was, that was the, the pose outside of the pose. Like if you wanted to get elaborate, the only thing you had to do was flip the bird. You know, all right, that's good. Okay, you, you had to, back in my generation, you had the people who flipped the bird in every picture and the people who didn't. And that, that was basically the extent of photo bombing or just, you know, being rebellious in a photo or whatever the case may be. All right, now, <laughs> and this could be anything regarding like, all right, so say you're at a sporting event and, and you're sitting in your seat and here comes the cameraman and now you're on TV. You know, we would basically just give the finger or, or just do what a normal person would do when they go on camera in a Phillies game. Now, I, I this has been going on for about five years now, and it's it, it's it's an indictment on, you know, really, this is about from 10, age 10 to about age 15, I've been seeing this, and I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like, the girls, you're safe. The guys are the ones doing this, and it's like, do you really know what you're doing? Like, do <laughs> you really know what the fuck you know? All right, here's what they do, okay? I saw this the other night when I was watching the NBA Finals, and then I saw it, I think I was watching the Phillies, or it might have been like a nationally telecast baseball game. This happened twice in one week. I've been seeing it for years now, and I just, I got no fucking reason why. Don't tell me you don't hear that. All right, now he's going to go up to the fucking, to the, Freaking moon bouncing here. They all come. I'm, I'm going to turn this off for right now. It was over a half hour, <clears throat> at least. But I'm pleased to report that Senor Softy has now served all the 
los hijos mexicanos. And hopefully, they, you know, when I finish this next 17 minutes, they shut up long enough and stuff their faces with ice cream so I can get through this goddamn day without hearing you guys bounce around and screaming in the corn chip castle. Where the fuck was I anyway? It figures, you know, it's par for the course for Norristown that in the in the middle of the get off my lawn segment, in the hundredth episode, I, I, I got to deal with this nonsense. All right, but I've seen this. It's a, it was a photo bomb at a sporting event into the camera, and they do this in pictures, but not as much as if they do like they're bombing a video. And there are ten to fifteen year old boys, and you know what their middle finger is? You know what their rebellious thing is to do into a camera? They act like they got a fucking glizzy in their hand, like they like they'll do the, they'll do the the blowjob motion with the double hand pump twist in the camera. You're a guy? What the fuck? <laughs> it just tells you. It just tells you the difference 30 years makes. I'm just going to tell you that right now because, like, we would have never even thought of that. <laughs> like, you know, like, that, that's pretty bouncy. I mean, why, 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 why are you acting like he's sucking a dick in a, in a freaking video? What the hell are you doing? And the kicker is, like, a lot of them, I, you know, I've seen a lot of these in, in the last maybe five years, and they do it right in front of their parents. Their parents brought them to the game. There they go. This guy's freaking acting like he's giving somebody a blowjob on national television with a camera. He's like, hey, all right, Timmy. Timmy! <laughs> what the fuck? Whew. The world we live in today, and it's time for That's Fucked Up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up, That's Fucked Up. Now, you guys probably thought that you would knew that I was going to talk about this, but before I even get into it, let me just preface it with this. If there's something that post-pandemic life has taught me, and, I, and when I say post-pandemic, I'm talking about from the time that it started until now, meaning like there was the world pre-pandemic and there was the world post-pandemic, and they are two completely different worlds. If you can't see that, I, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. But the world is completely different now, okay? And, like, I'm... If being locked down and going through three years of mainstream media and all that kind of stuff, the one thing that it's taught me to do is question everything. Anything that you see on TV, on the mainstream media news, or social media even, believe the exact opposite or start asking fucking questions. Because (laughs) there's so much shit that they use as distraction tactics, as division tactics, as tactics to carry out their freaking agenda, and this one happened last week. And I, and you're not going to tell me this was just like, a, oh my God, this happened by mistake. The Canadian wildfire. All right? Like, you're not going to tell me. Right, listen, I saw a diagram, okay, of how that fire, like where, you know, where that fire started. And not exactly how, but I mean, you saw it. It almost spontaneously combusted. The entire province of Quebec, if you saw the diagram, it it was like across the entire province, it all burst out in the flames at the same time. Come on, man. And you know what this is for. This is, and and as soon as I saw that there was a Canadian wildfire and our air quality was going to be bad, I went, watch this. They're going to they're, they're gonna flip this right into a climate change situation so they can start to pass more shit and take more of our money. My question is this, okay? When you got that dipshit Justin Trudeau up there 
and he's not the prime minister. He's basically just the gaslighter in chief. That's all he all he does is gaslight shit. So what happened there, Justin? A little gaslighting, a little got away from you there. You burnt down a whole province. Do you know how big a fire has to be? <laughs> okay, that it is basically taking out the blue sky and just basically like looking like nine eleven in a country that's not even yours. That the sky was like that in America from Maine to Michigan for three days. For three days. Yeah, I'm looking outside. It's like yellow outside. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then the second day, the second day was the worst. And I actually thought it was going to be a lot longer than it was. But, you know, I'm sitting out there day two and I look outside like while I'm working. I'm like, man, this is this 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 is serious. Like this could get fucking bad. Like, I don't know how long this is going to last because day one you saw it. But then day two, it was like, what the fuck? And you thought that was just like a preview of what was to come. Thank God it got out of here in a hurry. But what I'm trying to say is I ain't buying it. Okay, I'm not buying it. As soon and, and like I said, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, it, 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 cue the climate change crusaders in three, two, one. And there you go. You got fucking horse face, horse teeth, AOC, fucking flipping out, flying off at the handle. It's all it's all climate change, you know. Which is like I said, I said it on this show a million times. It is the biggest scam going. It is a crock of shit. And however this fire started, I promise you, it's got nothing to do with climate change. Okay? So it's just, just knock it off with that bullshit. But the fact that they will use anything, they, they will use anything that they possibly can to push this climate change agenda so they can pass all this shit, raise your taxes so they can put that money in your pocket, your pocket, put it into their pocket. And they'll use anything for it, whether it be, oh, my God, it's July and it's it's 98 degrees. You see this? It's climate change. We're all going to die. No, it's just July. It's, it happens every year. You know, all that shit. The fact that they use anything that they possibly can to rob the American people and, and, and actually scare them with this climate change shit and then just basically launder money straight into their pockets and look at you with a straight face while they do it. That's fucked up. You know what's even more fucked up? And, you know, you'll hear this periodically, but these kids out here in this fucking corn chip castle, I swear to God, these kids around here, and I'll have to tape it again because I did this before. This fucking school that's across the street, and I told you this before, where, like, the whole entire school day is schoolyard. Like, they don't do nothing. They don't, there's no school. <laughs> like, they're out there all day. And when kids play, I didn't, maybe, I don't know, when, when I was like this when I was a kid, did I do this? I don't think I did, but... Like, my generation, when they were, like, anywhere from, like, 5 to, like, 13, what is it with this these people today when they're playing? They're screaming like they're getting murdered. What's up with that? You hear that? Fucking kids, man. Shut up. This is a very, very special moment that you're fucking up here. This is a milestone episode, you little ungrateful hijos. The fuck's the matter with you? <laughs> now I got to tell you. I, <laughs> I think I've I think I've discovered who my favorite my favorite how oh, how can I even say this without being called a racist? My favorite group of people, okay? My <laughs> I found out that my favorite group of people in this world and I don't know why this happens. I don't know why it changes at a certain age. But I'm going to tell you something right now. 
All right. Older black men. You, you, <laughs> I fucking love you guys, man. I'm going to tell you. Because the thing is, is like there's a certain age that a black man hits that he starts to reach that speech where, first of all, he doesn't give a fuck about anything. He, he's lived so much life and seen so much bullshit. He's like, I, I just don't give a fuck anymore. But the, but the thing is, it's like they they get to a certain age and their voice just changes. Where I'll just be like, you know, yeah, man, that was some fucked up bullshit, man. I mean, I, I man, fuck that shit, man. That girl was fucking crazy. I ain't gonna fucking do it. And it turns into, man, I don't give a fuck. What the hell? What the hell? We gonna go on that in your seat? We fuck that bitch. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. They do that, and it's it's fucking great, right? So I got a couple clips to play for you here. <laughs> <laughs> they're the best. They're the best because they like they don't put up with any bullshit, <laughs> and they get mad about everything. It, it's just fucking great. So, the first one I'm going to play. All right, now this there is this fucking crazy bitch on a plane, and, and this is another thing that's happening since 2020, where people want to go on planes and act like idiots. Like th- like this girl was starting fights with everybody for no reason whatsoever. And she was basically going to hold the whole plane up just because she was unhappy. She's like, oh, you're all going to suffer now. Well, you can hear this guy kind of faint in the background, but he was basically saying like, oh, and the fuck you're not, bitch. Like, watch this. So just just check this out. This guy's my hero. Listen to this. Boy, come cuff me. Miss what? I'm going to miss my flight for what? Who did I offend? Raise your hand if I offend everybody. Right here. Right here. What did I do to you? What did I say? You better not say shit to me. Me now. You should be offended your goddamn self. You should be ashamed of yourself. Before that, shut your mouth and sit down. I love you like that. I didn't do shit. You're doing it now, though. You're tripping. So now everybody's going to suffer. No, that's bullshit. Because somebody, one person complained. So now what's up? No, listen, listen, you out your motherfucking mind. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like no carrot ass shit up in this motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That fucking guy was great, even though it was faded, right? So basically, let me see if I could paint a picture for you. This girl was walking up and down the aisle and basically just starting with each person trying to get somebody to, you know, to snap into it. And the first thing, when he made his debut in this video, he comes up, she goes over to him. He's like, don't you say shit to me. (laughs) And then the dude starts laughing. And then he's like, you tripping, you tripping. And she starts talking, saying everybody's going to suffer. He's like, no, that's some bullshit. He's like, listen, listen. You out your motherfucking mind. <laughs> dude, it's so fucking, old black dudes are great. And they were just cracking up because they know. It's like, they don't, do you think that that guy gave one fucking iota that he was in public on a plane just saying, hey, motherfucker, fuck that shit out this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> it was fucking great, man. All right, now, this next guy, he, he, he he's actually like a skit type of dude. But he, he basically, it's like an older black dude and like, I don't know, I guess his son or his nephew, and there's this one. It's a pretty famous one, but I'll play it for you anyway, just so you can get the voice. Because you start to say to yourself, you're like, at what point in a black man's life does it change to that, oh, yeah, motherfucker, you out your motherfucking mind. What the, what the hell are you talking about? Like like Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence in life. When does it get to that point? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So check this out. This, this is freaking hilarious. So basically what's happening is the, the, the guy's painting with his son in the house, and... And the kid fucked up. 
and like rolled the paint roller over to over the dad's face and the guy flipped the fuck out check this out come get this motherfucking coin i can't get it let me cut that up there junior hmm? i say come get this coin i can't get it it's too far up there my bad dick Daddy, my you motherfucker! Daddy, I tripped. My fault, daddy. You a goddamn lie. Ain't daddy, no fucking way. You how the fuck you? You don't see me standing right here? I tripped, daddy. I should go across your motherfucking face. You didn't see, see me? You seen me tripping right here, daddy. Daddy, look at this shit all in my motherfucking beard. Goddamn it, you was one goofy motherfucker. You a goofy mother. Look at this shit. Talk about you ain't fucking see me. All the way up in the goddamn corner. Now, now, straight this fucking hot pain out of my motherfucking face. You, you, you fucking... I got pain in my motherfucking face. What the hell the fuck matter with you? You fucking goofy as shit. <laughs> oh, God, you're the best. <laughs> now, now, this next one, all right? It's fucking great. It was, I, it's the, the caption said uncle. So I think it was an uncle and his nephew sitting in the car. And they were just like shooting the shit. And, and somehow, like, the younger guy took his fingers and, like, put them in his uncle's face, like, right under his nose, and the whole conversation just shifted right, <laughs> right after that. Check this out. Fuck does that shit. <laughs> oh, my God. For real. Absolutely. For real, for real. Don't do that, man. Why you do dumbass shit? Like what? That shit just about choked me, man. <laughs> what are you talking I'm telling about? You. What are you talking about now? Your fingers smell like creeping oil. <laughs> that shit smell like just like you've been creeping somewhere. That motherfucker smells just like creeping oil. That motherfucker was all in my mouth. I'm ready to go creep. You know? I'm ready to go creep. You know, I got a little taste of the creeping oil. Fucking badass fish on your hand. That's creeping oil fish. That's at the bottom of the ocean. Motherfucker. Just devouring snails and shit. <laughs> you think it smell like it been eating snails all day, motherfucker. Are you fucking kidding me? You got the nerve to put them up on my <laughs> nose? Are you kidding me? Who the fuck does that shit? Oh my god! Because <laughs> this is shit that they probably did when they were that age, but then they just get they they get to that age where they're just like, I have had enough. I I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm just I'm just say what the fuck I want, and it is so funny man like it's so funny i just love the voice that they that that they end up acquiring you know at a certain age it just goes from young man to old man there's no in between you know hey, hey and, and they're the best they're like samuel l with the mother get that shit out my motherfucking face what the fuck is wrong with you motherfucker get that shit out. they're great they're fucking great now <laughs> the last one i'm gonna play for you is you know it's, it's a movie but it's it's still the same thing all right, this is this is Eddie Murphy at, at the at the the dinner table, a nutty professor, and the freaking old guy kept farting at the table. It's the voice, man. It's the voice. Listen to the voice. I'm hearing something on TV about colon cleansing. They say everyone should have one. I'm thinking about getting me an appointment and go down and get my colon cleansed thoroughly. You want your colon clean? Fine, I'm gonna clean mine. Yeah, now nah, my clean. I'm told it's squeaky clean. Don't tell me to stop. You want to brought up cleansing and all that mess? I did not say anything about breaking gas. I said that I was going to get my clean. Don't you talk about putting the tube in somebody's ass. I can't
I didn't see nothing about putting no holes up nobody's ass. I well, what do you think of Kalan again? You think you run the asshole by the car wash? He's choking the bee. As long as I'm back there, I'll do what I want to do with this table. Case in point. Who that called my name? Yeah, I called you if your name is. Keep in front of me. I talk this between the crack of your ass. Yeah, you know I can go all night. I hope you fought to your asshole falls out. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I saw that movie. <clears throat> and the whole table is Eddie Murphy, but it was just so fun. It was one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. It was, it's just so funny. But the voice. Well, yeah, I'm going to clean my cone out of this motherfucker. <laughs> like, I mean, they have the voice. It's freaking hilarious, man. So I guess to end that bit, I was going to say, I got my, I have my new, my new American hero. <laughs> All right. The old black man that just doesn't give a fuck. Hats off to you, man. <laughs> I, 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 I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> and that is all I got for you guys this week. And man, we, we made it, guys. We made it. We made it to 100. And like I said, <clears throat> this will be the last time that I talk about anything like that until we get to, you know, another one. But like I said in the open, it, it, it's just special to me. And, you know, and it's special to me that for you guys because you've been with me for that long you know like i said for the people who've been with me since day one but i love you all the same and fitting enough you know it's weird yeah I, you know, I tell you guys about my notebook you know that i that i use and how fitting that this week i'm on the last page of the book like this is the end of the book so i'll end episode 100 now this is my second book of course i mean in three seasons but you know i just thought it was fitting you know that that was <laughs> the last page was going to be for the hundredth episode, and I just I I couldn't be, you know, more proud yet humble, at, you know, at the same time because it's just been you know like I said this is this is the best move I've ever made. It's my favorite thing that I've ever done, you know, and I feel like I gained a family out of it, and it's a it's an ever growing family, you know, and I love that, and I love talking to you guys, and you know, and just and just cranking this out for you every week. It's it's a real pleasure. Next, not next week, but the week before. Not, not the week before. Not next week, but the week after. <laughs> My dumbass. I didn't even smoke any weed yet. But <clears throat> me and Jay had the same birthday. Me and my, my best friend Jay, we had the same birthday. So we are going to be going to the Phillies game on Sunday. They're playing the Mets. That's two weeks from now. But like I said, it's my, my promise to you. I'm going to get them out every week. So I am going to crank it out on Saturday. Yet it's going to be published on Sunday. Not something that you guys even really needed to know, but I just I just wanted to let you know, you know that's going to be happening in the in the upcoming weeks. If you need to get a hold of me, Christian at the searodpodcast dot com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger, or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the Sea Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. And like I said, and I always say, if I go out and get hit by a bus tomorrow. You now have a hundred episodes, and and here's the thing: I actually kind of like you know loosely counted it up. It's roughly over an hour and ten minutes, or an hour and ten minutes, a hundred hours and ten hours of content. Like meaning there's over 110 because you know how how often I go over time, which I did again today, and will continue to do because I just never seem to shut the fuck up. You know, so cheers to you. Cheers to me. Cheers to 100 episodes. Champagne for my real friends. And real pain 
for my sham friends. This is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care. Hey! <laughs>